you were at the CrossFit Level 1 in Aromas this weekend that was for doctors. You had already done it before. You were there right. more as kind of like a, uh, a docent. Uh, yeah, just to like hang out. One of my coworkers who actually um, got started in CrossFit through the talk that I gave at my hospital, uh, she was taking the L1 this time. So I figured come out again, hang out with, meet some new people. That was Diane. Dana. Dana, Dana Cotler. Damn it. I <laughs> called her Donna last time. I'm like, I'm not screwing this up. Dana Cotler. Shout out to Dana and her uh, cycling program. But yeah. Um, do you know a Diane? Uh, mm. In your talk, you said something about there's a there's a there's a picture of you and another woman. And that's, you're like, Dana. That's, oh, that's, that, Dana. That, that's Dana. Oh, that's Dana. Oh shit! Yeah, and that's... I just saw that this morning too. <laughs> that's Dana. Yep. Oh my goodness, my yeah. brain is mush. <laughs> you know, we have this eating um, protocol in CrossFit, the zone. Right. And it's the uh, 40, 30, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of a CrossFit expert, by the way. It's crazy how much you know. You've like, mm. I mean, you know, like. Really, all you need to know to be a superstar is the the nutrition, the movement, and and the community. But you know other shit, mm-hmm. like you know the politics, right? Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, so 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 um, we have this eating, we have this nutritional guideline. But yeah. then after being with the doctors this week, there's a couple of them that are just like really making me start to think about ketosis. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. That's something I haven't really delved into yet. But I mean, I'm thinking about it. I think the results are sort of everyone who's doing it. It looks like they're in top shape. So I never get hungry. I threw my glasses away. I stand taller. All my joint pain <laughs> yeah. went away. It's like go it's fuck like, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like my my, like, my food bill do? went down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like what can't you do at this point? So it's like I, I might try it. You went to NYU film school. I did. Yeah. yeah film and television school. So, yeah. Film and television production was my major. Yeah. And you played basketball. And softball. Softball. Yeah. Oh. You know why I assumed it was basketball? Why? Because I saw on your Instagram playing hoops with the guys. I do play a lot of basketball, though. You do? I do play. I still play in a league. But so. softball is your... That's what I I was better at it, but um, basketball is my, my true passion. <laughs> and the show starts. You love starting without me. I didn't... <laughs> oh, you're, you're on a roll. Oh, wait a second. You come late and it's I start... What are you doing? Flaps, yeah. Uh, you come late and we start that means we started the show oh we're talking about late okay I got the notification at 9 for this thing what time is it right now Eric I can't even look at you I can't look at you Eric that's funny we have a CrossFit Fenway shirt in here. We have a CrossFit Avalanche yeah. shirt. And then we have two fucking dignified Ooh, green. Yeah. Greens on the side. Fortunately, hey, this doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. You got your matching. We're matching. Amy, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Uh, six years now, maybe seven. And you are a primary care physician? No. Okay. I am a, what's called a physiatrist. Oh, right, right. Um, Sorry, you told me that yesterday, too, uh, <laughs> as, as, as well as uh, Donna's name. Yeah, Dana, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I, my specialty I is physical, it's a field called physical medicine and rehabilitation, mm-hmm. also known as physiatry or physiatry, depending on what part of the country you're in. They say it differently. Say what it is one more time. Please. The definition. <laughs> so it's... It's physical medicine and rehabilitation, mm-hmm. a.k.a. physiatry, physiatry in some parts of the country, or known as PM&R for short. How do you get your patient, patients? Are they referred to you straight referred. from the primary care? Usually, yeah, or so, from ortho- orthopedics, yeah. And so what would be wrong with me that they would say, hey, go see Amy? <laughs> so, what, <laughs> so what we do is we treat uh, impairments related to either neurologic or musculoskeletal 
problems. So, uh, and we treat them all non-operatively with a focus on function, right? So uh, any, any patient who has any kind of uh, physical problem or injury, whether you have a traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, amputation, my subspecialty, which is sports medicine, so all <coughs> sports injuries, you'd come see us uh, and we try to do something to get you back to doing what you love doing. My lower back always hurts, and I had an MR. Uh, I had an MR, MRI. Yeah. Is that where they put and you back in the pain is, is a big special is a big thing that we handle actually. Yeah. And um, uh, the MRI is that machine they put you in that you like. The doctor's like, hey, there's a panic button. Yeah. And it's, cost, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. horrible. It's loud. So, um, and I got my MRI back, and 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 the doctor's like, oh, five of you, you know, you have arthritis in your spine, and your bottom five discs are all dead, and he shows me, and they're just all black. Yeah, they're all black, right? Now, yeah. And um. Speaking of ketosis, I noticed that like my if I if I really really cut back on my eating, my back pain just goes away significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. I heated it last week. It really helped. Uh, yeah. and, and whenever I really injure my back, I just start fasting right away, just straight. Really? Like, okay. oh yeah. Take, uh, and, and my logic is to take pressure off my gut and my stomach because I figure it pushes on my spine. Yeah. And then also to reduce all inflammation. Right. Inflammation is yeah, that's okay. Are you trying to tell the physiatrist? <laughs> How her job's supposed to be done? Is using, that what you're doing? Using your new words, thing, huh, I've, dude, it, I've, been, I've been concentrating on how to say that ever since you said nice, it. Nice. Good job. I, I, I got lucky. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's I think, part of the reason why I got into this field is because we a lot of the principles that we promote are things that CrossFit kind of holds dear. So mm. I think it's kind of a perfect, perfect uh, blend of the two to be a physiatrist at CrossFit. Where does your... Where does your no ask her about film school? We'll come back. Okay. I'm gonna ask you where your 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 work comes in, what you learned in medical school conflicts with what you know. Okay. As a CrossFitter. Yeah. Like that, how I said what you learn versus what you know, Maddie. I can't wait for that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do you go to the premier fucking film and television school in the yeah. world, mm -hmm. in the best town this fucking planet's ever seen? Yeah. New York City, and if and if you don't think that, then just go back to remember what it's like to be 21 years old and ask yourself where you want to live. <laughs> and um, and then and then and then be like, that's not good enough. I'm doing Harvard Medical School. <laughs> and like, how do you oh, even make the yeah. jump? Like, yeah. you don't you don't take O Chem no, in, in, in film. In fi how do you get? How do you make that jump from? Yeah. Don't you have to go back and take a bunch of shit to yeah. like. Yeah. Meet the prerequisites? I didn't have to do that. Okay, we're ready. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in... We want to know the psychological, the practical, so, okay. and the a type A personality overachievement <laughs> achievement craziness you must possess. <laughs> well, I mean, I was so... I, I enjoyed film school. I enjoyed working in television primarily. I worked at... Um, do you know the, sh the show TRL? Oh, yeah. At MTV? Yeah. yeah I remember so that. So, I, I, I worked there for a little bit. I worked at in London at the BBC working with a lot of celebrities and uh, I got kind of fed up working with a lot of uh, high maintenance uh, pissy celebrities <laughs> yeah I was pointing to Eric <laughs> <laughs> um, primarily that was kind of annoying and it was also the kind of thing that in that in that industry you can work really hard and be a smart person but it's just like if somebody's daughter wants a job they're automatically in front of you you know mm. so I got kind of sick of doing that, um, feeling like I wasn't really maximizing my potential to, to like do something meaningful in the world. <laughs> uh, and actually with the day I made the decision, so I, 
my my father is a 9-11 first responder i grew up in new york city my whole life um no shit did you yeah. see kids what was that did you see kids the, no the movie no. movie you haven't no. seen that movie i haven't no oh man wow yeah we'll come back to that okay, <laughs> okay. so your dad was a in, in what capacity was he first responder? so he's a he's a he's a retired new york city firefighter okay um but he was uh called in to you know when when the towers went down he went he went in so we have like some crazy pictures at home of of stuff that he saw kind of instead on of the save, day. instead of saving people you snapping photos <laughs> yeah no well there was no people left unfortunately <laughs> but um so i grew up in new york city i was uh you know the day i made the decision to sort of change into to doing something a little more meaningful was i had just returned from london and uh, there was actually a, a terrorist bombing that happened in London. Uh, this is, I guess, it was like 2000 and whatever. But um, and it happened in a place that I had been every day while I lived there. I had been through that station every day, and it's like if I had been there, I definitely would have been in, in involved in some way. But um, I probably wouldn't have been able to help or do much of anything. Uh, whereas I saw like people on the on the screen that were like had these like jackets on that said doctor on them. And I was like, you know, like that person's doing something with themselves that's probably more meaningful than anything I can do. So I was like, you know, I, I, I've always liked school. I've kind of been a nerd that way. I, I have the capacity to understand stuff like OCHEM and whatever. So I was like, you know, let me, let me go back and, and try to redo, start, start a new thing here. So, but, but it, it, it doesn't. It's it's not a smooth transition, right? You're no. not you're not getting your undergrad in film and being like, okay, now I'm gonna go get become a doctor. You gotta yeah. actually go back and get some more undergrad stuff. Right? So there yeah. are two, I, yeah. I can't imagine too many of those credits carry over. No, most none of them do. Thank you. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I had to go back. So I went to um, there's actually programs for people. They're called post baccalaureate programs, um, and I did it at Columbia University in New York. Uh, so I was working two jobs at the time. I also got a, a job as a surgical videographer. So I was filming surgeries and editing them together for surgeons. Excuse me, can you move your hand? Excuse yeah, me. exactly. Excuse me, you're blocking. Yeah, yeah, I was in the OR. It's like, would you ever it. give the surgeon like, hey, uh, can you move to the left or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know that. You I make do. yourself invisible when they're uh, in the situation. Hey, I, um, don't sew that up yet. I need to change the tape. <laughs> no, 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 to... no, definitely not. You stay out of their way for sure. The white balance in this room yeah. is awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we need more incandescent, less fluorescent. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I. Yeah, I just I I uh, got a job as a surgical videographer. I was working in a bookstore, and I was commuting from my parents' house into Columbia. And uh, which bookstore? Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I was. A I was almost gonna be like, wow, that's really cool. It's it's not. I walked into a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I mean, and it's all, right I, and all bookstores start. Job. The baseline for a bookstore is a ten. So so if 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 anyone from Barnes and Noble is listening, if you guys are even still in business, please don't take this as a put down. But I was at a Barnes and Noble in. Um, in uh, Santa Monica in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and I went in there with Greg I went in there to use the bathroom uh. <laughs> sure and afterwards we left and then we drove up to Malibu and we went into a small bookstore mm -hmm. and he's like oh dude this is crazy I, I totally get this what's going on here and I go what he goes Barnes and Noble is just where books just someone just vomits books and they land <laughs> yeah. and these little tiny bookstores they've been curated by the owner so you just yeah. find the owner you like and then he, and then he really started like for the for the next few months, I, I remember he just really got into that thought of curation, and it's yeah. just about curation, 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 curation. It's kind of what life's about. That's kind of what Greg does. That's kind of what CrossFit is. You know, he kind yeah. of he curated these 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 movements. Yeah, he didn't make up you know Pilates. And yeah, he, he he curated the best movements, the functional movements. Yeah, and brought them in, and and yeah. so. 
Um, was that hard? Was that a hard decision? Um, Sounds expensive. A lot of it work. Was expe- it was an expensive decision. I'm still paying for it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's an expensive decision. It was hard. You know, I had to go back to school and do all the sciences, essentially, uh, while doing working two jobs and all that. And um, how, how, how much in loans, how much does it cost to go to medical school? Um, you know, I don't even know what the total cost of it has become because it's Do you like, believe her, Matt? It's like, no, I have yeah. so much, I have yeah, so much do. debt that I can't even tell you what is from what. I do remember when I was at Columbia, though, it was like $1,000 a credit. And I had to take, I don't even know. Wow. Yeah, you went to junior college, right? So. I did. How much were you paying a credit when you started? I have, I have no idea, but it was like nothing. I paid $18 a unit, yeah. I think, when I went to junior college. And I'm wow. twice as old as you, so it was a nine, <laughs> nine, $9. And how, how many credits would you, or units, credits are you using when you take a semester? God, I don't even remember. I don't know. I think each class was like four, and then... It was called 20. The then... median four-year cost of medical school, including expenses and books, was $278,455. So you've been to college twice, so you're like 500 in the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then med school. And then I also got uh, did an education degree while I was in med school. So. And do you own a house? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I was talking That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was no. talking to Dr. Will Wright. Yeah. Who actually owns an amazing house. Um and where's in Pismo? Right right by the beach. I don't know. Um he can actually, him and his sons actually fish out of the ocean and, and eat the food. But yeah. um you met Dr. Will. Yeah. He was there this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think he's 55 mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to tell because he crossfits but he said he still owes twelve thousand dollars oh god i don't need to hear that yeah. on his student <laughs> yeah. loans oh wow okay <laughs> and he said the interest is just stupid low but yeah. he said for a while it was just fucked yeah i, I mean, would say he it, said like, it was so bad if he did it what 30 35 years maybe 30 years ago the interest rates were probably pretty high yeah he said they were really high for a while he yeah. said it was bad and yeah but and now it's it was super expensive mm. and whatever. yeah so those I'll those for a while. and those ones you can't uh, do like the old bankruptcy thing like the government loans they follow you forever pretty much right student yeah. loans yeah there's it's, like a different rule to them yeah i you don't can't, i don't even know i just okay. i just send them a check let's send a check and whatever it is it is you know <laughs> um was there any point in time when you were going to medical school that you wanted to drop out or you're like this is too hard not that it's too hard, but I think medical school, a lot of it is um, certainly when you go beyond your, we, the first two years in general are like, you know, you're in class, like doing lectures and stuff. And the second two years you're on, like in the hospital working. Um, and I, I found that a lot of that stuff, the way you're graded in sort of the, the clinical years is a lot of like enthusiasm and, uh, you know, kind of being willing to just like be stepped on a lot, which for me, wasn't like the most fun. I was like, ah, this is not. What do, what do you mean by being stepped on? Um, so you're just like doing all the, the crappy work and it's the kind of thing that it's late and someone says, well, you can stay here another three hours or you can go home. It's up to you. Is and you're doing... expected to say, no, I'll stay here and do this crappy work yeah. for another three hours where I, and I was just like, I, I wouldn't want to go home. You know? please, so, please Matt's work. familiar with that. That's yeah. the way it is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been here since five. Just kidding. Well, um, yeah. Was that during residency or med this school? Oh, med school. Med school, there's a little more like, you know, they, they're a little bit nicer because you're students and they don't want to scare you off. But res, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's residency is kind of the same. But in med school, you're sort of expected because you're being graded and these grades are kind of affect kind of where you go from there on. You have mm-hmm. to be like, sure, please, please, sir. <laughs> please may I have another. Please may I have another. Yeah. yeah. So um, for me, I'm a little more. Uh, I think the, the typical maybe person that's at 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 
that med school is maybe not someone who fits my personality, so I don't know. You, you're born and raised in New York, you said? Yeah. And th so you went to elementary school, junior high, high yeah, school there? Yeah, uh-huh. Did you go to public school? I did, yeah. And then, and then the first college? Well, Catholic school and then public school, yeah. Catholic school you know, for what grades? Until uh, I was in sixth grade. That's like a private school, like an all-girls school? It wasn't an all-girls school, but it was like a local. You wear a checkered skirt? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so you go to high school and, and you're a good student there? Yeah. Yeah. And you're playing softball there. And basketball and volleyball and soccer, yeah. And you're getting good grades. Yeah. Do do did you get one of those jackets, those varsity jackets? <laughs> yeah, I did have one of those, yeah. That's uh what uh Letterman Letterman jacket. jacket. Yeah. Did you have yeah. one of those? Yeah. Actually I just saw it again for the first time in like a decade. You didn't you didn't have one. <laughs> uh, I never bought mine. Oh, but you could have got one? Yeah. Did I have I got one? My letter. I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna bother asking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I would have loved to play one sport. Actually, you 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 could letter in like digital media. They didn't have that at oh, my. Oh wow, that's uh, interesting. I want to say they offered. You would that. look good in one. I looked all right. It's not really my look though. I think it is. Uh, no, I was I was a bit. Thing. I was scragglier when I was younger. Comb in your back pocket. <laughs> no, I had like long, I had like long blonde hair. Jeans rolled up. Nice. <laughs> I, it's <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, maybe. They're I long. see. Nineteen fifties. Yeah. I was a huge jock in high school. Yeah. And, I was say, you, you, a lady jock, if that's a thing. You, yeah. you played in college, right? It is I now. did after that. Yeah. So then you you when you you applied to NYU straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. And you applied to be in the film mm -hmm. and television. Yeah. And you also wrote on there, I played these sports mm -hmm. on your yeah. application. Yeah. And then did, do they ask you, hey, we want you to be on the softball team? Yeah. Well, or it was kind out? of a, um, back then, I think it's, it's different, but there was a, there was sort of like an open, <clears throat> an open kind of tryout thing. So I, I just went to that. And, and how did you decide, how did you know you were better at, softball than basketball soccer or what was the other one volleyball volleyball um, jesus christ well i mean i was a pretty good <laughs> start was... not to like her a little bit <laughs> that, that whole overachiever thing like ronda rocket with that shit she was saying i, I mean like, it's very right. impressive that you walked onto your college um, softball but team I was, uh, how many people do that um but at that time i mean i really would have liked to play basketball but i think for softball i was always i've just always been better at because i was really good at throwing stuff because my brother you know growing up would make me like a target for whatever he was throwing so i would Catch throw, it and throw it back. Throw back. <laughs> so that was kind of what I did. So, um, is, is that really your? That's your. That's the roots. You yeah, trace my it back brother. To that, my brother is super, back and forth uh, at super athletic. My brother is. He's uh, does a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu now. But um, he was always like, "All right, I'm gonna take you and throw something at you." So <laughs> I, that's how I also became a really good goalie. I was a goalie in soccer and, and in hockey. I played goalie because he was always practicing. And you're, so. you're not big. You're little, kind of, right? I mean, I'm short. I'm on the shorter side, yeah. How tall are you? I'm about five, 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 six. Yeah. Oh. Well, I wouldn't call that An short. An inch taller oh. than me. <laughs> From here, you look small. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, that's, I mean, that was nothing in basketball. I was short, I, you know, what I lack in, what I lack in height, I'm, I make up for in, uh, in uh, strength, I suppose. Scrappy. Uh, tenacity. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you, you make it onto the softball team yeah. and, 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 I'm trying to think where NYU has a softball field. Do you guys have a field? No, so a... we practiced in the gym after it closed at night. So we would pl start practice at like 8 p.m. And how would you hit a ball in the nets and shit? Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I mean the gym was big, so we could. I don't think we were always supposed to, but we, from what I remember, we would just play inside the gym. Did bad shit happen? Lights break, windows break? Yeah, I'm sure we broke stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm and not what? Sure. And what position did you play? I was a shortstop. And then you have a last game. Yeah. You play all four years? Well, I play. I graduated early, so I only played like 
naturally <laughs> of course you did because <laughs> i well i um i so i played uh one summer sort of like the semi-professional uh league in in holland um and then at, shortly after that i went to london and then i graduated so I, it was like th three years or something it was, did they recruit you for that yeah you just get someone calls you you get your coaches like hey these people in holland want to have you come over there? Yeah, it was like an American, like, I don't know, like, all, I would say all-star team from certain areas. There's a lot, I remember there's a lot of girls from, like, South Carolina. And there was a there was a baseball team as well. So, and we traveled to Holland and we were kind of, like, su like pseudo-famous over there for, like, a, a week. Do the dudes <laughs> play first and then you guys play? Yeah, but there were two there were two tournaments going on. So I don't remember exactly who, if we played at the same time or them first or whatever. But uh, I'm sorry, what position did you play again? Shortstop. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I see it. <laughs> yes, I see. I see the full like picture. It's reaction time. I've got a lot of throwing myself in front of things. Yeah. And during this time, are you goal oriented the whole time? Or are, are you like thinking, okay, from here I'm going to do here? Are you like always thinking six months ahead or a year ahead or what you like, want to do? By or? Nat like naturally, that's just how I do. That's how I am. I'm always thinking, uh, worrying about something that's happening like in the in the future. But like I was thinking about like, okay, I want to work in the film industry. How am I going to do that? The television industry particularly, but I was like trying to figure out a way to do it and it, it's difficult. So, yeah. and did you ever come to LA? No, but I had friends who, who came out here and, and did all that, but uh, I wasn't interested in that. But. And you knew you weren't doing that. Yeah. So then you go back, you go to Harvard medical school. Uh, yeah. Fast forward. <laughs> when do you decide? Yeah. You go through, you go to Columbia actually. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you do, what did you call it? The baccalaureate program? The post baccalaureate. Yeah. Baccalaureate program. Mm -hmm. And then you go to Harvard Medical School. Yeah. You like that better? I, got, yeah, yeah, I plugged in some holes. Thanks, man. <laughs> then you, how do you decide what your specialty is going to be? Well, that's tough because I didn't, you know, I don't have anyone in my family who's like in medicine or like anyone I know who ever went through this process before. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. So you kind of figure it out. At first, I thought so we can do like anesthesia or something because I was like, I like injecting people with stuff and uh that seems like fun <laughs> but actually i what i heard about um th this physiatry actually i i um because through sports medicine that's a subspecialty of pmnr sports medicine and that's what i do now but um i i started uh i was always into sports and i was like i'd like i want to treat athletes i want to i want to do that um and I, that's how i first heard about physiatry and then i what really clinched it for me was i was rotating as a student through spalding um when the uh, victims of the boston marathon bombing came through there um you were doing what there i was rotating as a student I okay was, i was like uh, a student um and i helped out with treating a lot of those people who were made amputees um by the by the bombing so uh sort of teaching them, you know, helped helped with the team of, of teaching them sort of how to, how to live again as, as amputees, which is kind of a cool experience. And then also getting them involved now in, in sporting activities. That's another big part of what we do as physiatrists is adaptive athletics. So getting people with disabilities uh, active, so. You you say, will you put will you look up that word physiatry for me? And just throw it on. <laughs> I just I want to pretend at like at least I, a minute on how to say when it. I, when, I, when, I, when she's talking, I'm going to pretend like I'm listening and read the definition a few times. <laughs> what, if you don't if you don't use drugs in physiatry, yeah, and we do sometimes, but yeah. If your primary is I, well, I don't know what your primary tool is, but yeah. what makes you different than two questions? What is your primary tool then, and what yeah. makes you different than? Um, 
physical therapist. Okay. So physical therapist. So we work a lot with physical therapists, but we sort of, if you come to us with, uh, we, we can sort of treat a, a problem. Um, so like if you have a problem, we do a lot of uh, injections and there's different kinds of injections. To get into that later if you want, uh, different kinds of injections. So you did manage to work in some injections. Oh yeah, we do injections. Because you like injections. Yeah, we do. Um, what do you inject me with, Doctor? That's just some water because I just want to inject some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Trying we, to get some um, reps in. <laughs> we can diagnose, uh, f- certainly physiatry, the, one of the newer things is musculoskeletal ultrasound. So you could come in with us and say like, my arm hurts. And I can put an ultrasound on it and see the quality of the muscles and the tendons um, and even some part, part, partly the joint. And I can diagnose you in the office and treat you with something in the office that day. Or uh, I, you know. You do it with just like a little handheld machine? Like an ultrasound machine that, um, yeah. Like, I mean, the, or like the kind of used yeah. on my wife's stomach? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But we have. I put the gel on there. Yeah, and, exactly. Okay. So we can, we can do that in the office. Um, and then also we could come up with different like bracing options or if you're having mobility issues we sort of like the way i see it as far as like the difference between us and like something like orthopedic surgery although orthopedic surgeons like are amazing and they are they're primarily operative so not uh, now kick them in the teeth <laughs> not going to kick them in the teeth but i'm <laughs> saying that we tend to sort of treat the 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 patient and the problem rather than just te- treat, uh, teaching uh treating the 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 problem. So you go to surgeons; they look at the the problem, whereas physiatrists we tend to look at the person with the problem. Is what, uh, you know we we sort of have to see how it looks, how that problem is affecting your life, and how we could sort of get you to back to doing the things you like to do. So, um, physical therapists will like sit down with you and go through the exercises. We sort of prescribe the exercises and the different methods of of exercise, and the physical therapists are the one who actually like do it with you. Do, have you ever seen a good physical therapy program in a hospital? I mean, so it depends. Sorry, I know that's a really yeah. fucking blunt question. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's I'm different. taking it somewhere. I'm going to tell you some a horrible story here. So, like, so the stuff that we do at Spalding, say, with someone who's like a new spinal cord injury, like the people who the things that they have to learn how to do, um, just very basically. I mean, we have some really great therapists who who work with them for that. I mean, so the acute injury stuff in a hospital, yes. If you're if you go to like. Uh, like a, your local county hospital and someone's doing PT with like granny to like get her discharged. I don't know if how useful that stuff is sometimes, but you know, I, I, I don't, I, I think everyone just kind of just do the best with what they, what's available, you know? Um, my, my wife was hit by a car uh-huh. and I forget the, the kind of injury it was, but it's a total typical injury when you get hit by a car, it hits you right, the bumper hits you right below the knee and yeah. it, it, it fucks you up. And, and so yeah. she had, she had her, the, the first surgery she had, those fucking idiots said they cleaned up her meniscus yeah. and they fucking cut it out. And it was like the worst thing they could have done yeah. because right away that closed the option when they cut out the entire meniscus of getting an artificial meniscus. So then she wanted her meniscus back because the doctors told her that's the only way she's going to get blah, yeah. blah, blah up to this high level of performance again. Yeah. She got a cadaver meniscus and then the cadaver meniscus was put in and then it got infected and it was so bad and, and the reason why it got infected there's a, there's, there's a whole nother story there the insurance didn't believe that her meniscus was missing even though these doctors had said they had cut it out but yeah. the, the doctor who was doing the surgery according to the guidelines of the insurance he had to see it okay. so she had to have these scopes in her knee like three times in too uh-huh. short of a period of time Okay. so nice. d- during s- some of these um, surgeries they put that thing on her leg that, that, that restricts your mobility yep. mm-hmm. and and, and after they take it off after six weeks and, and you go through all the physical therapy, um, her range of motion was fucked. Yeah. 
It was so fucked. Yeah. So when she had the infection, um, uh, the, the doctor that was doing the surgery, um, so after she got the artificial meniscus and she, and then it got infected, the doctor that, um, put in the meniscus said he couldn't figure out what the infection was mm-hmm. and he kind of just threw his hands up in the air so she yeah. went over to UCSF and they couldn't grow the infection on a culture mm-hmm. they, they couldn't figure out what it was they sent it away to labs and they could not figure out what the infection was they they just couldn't figure it out so the doctor told her he's like hey I'm getting I'm going to tell you I'm getting really nervous what we're going to do is we're going to cut out a chunk of flesh <laughs> that's the size of a roll of dimes and we're going to hope for the fucking best okay. but, but this could lead to an amputation he said yeah so they take out the they, – they do that, and they put the brace back on her, and I tell her – and by now, we're, we're both been crossfitting for years, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a huge proponent of range of motion. Yeah. Like, it's like everything to me. It's like one of the cornerstone things like I've learned. Like it's why I always let my babies fall down. Yeah. I never catch my babies. I let them fall all the way to their ass mm-hmm. so they can fall through the entire range of motion, and I never help my babies up because mm-hmm. they have to stand up through that full range of yeah. motion. I mm-hmm. want them to get development everywhere. Yeah. I just apply that to everything, right? Yeah. It feels like kind of how you treat me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I want you to go through the full emotional yeah. range of emotion. <laughs> yeah. And All right. um, so I tell her, I said, hey, and the physical therapist did some, like, they used to, like, try to force her legs straight. Mm-hmm. And, and force it closed. Yeah. So I told her, I said, hey, this is what we're going to do this time. The second the wound heals, we're going to fucking take that brace off, and we're just going to have you... Using your own muscles, sit there every day, three, five-minute sessions a day, and Uh and practice your range of motion. Yeah. Right? Just with your own muscle, muscular. So then we did, and they told her absolutely none of that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So then six weeks later, we we put the brace back on. (laughs) We go there. Yeah. And they take the brace off, and they're like, okay, we walk around the room, and they're like, holy shit, we've never seen anyone with this type of recovery. Who said that? Was it the, the doctor? Okay. The doctor. The That's doctor who, who, yeah. who the infection, the guy, right. the, the guy kind of saved her life. The original doctor who put in right. the meniscus is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Okay. On so many levels. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it. But, yeah. um, uh, well, that's, I think that that highlights the point that I'm trying to make is that like surgeons, because they're, you know, their primary, the primary thing they do is operate. And what sort of happens after that is, is not as much on their mind maybe as it is on our mind that's like all it's all we're thinking about is how to get somebody functional again whereas the surgeons they'll save your life and they'll they'll fix the problem and then they sort of pass on to either a physical therapist or whomever and say okay well now you guys figure out if something goes wrong i'll fix it you know i'll fix it in the or but um you know that's in most cases not their concern primarily because they're surgeons and they have to operate you know yeah, that was her deal. By the way, when when the the infection was crazy, yeah, like at two in the morning, I looked over at her. She had a temperature of like hundred and three. It was like exorcist. Her head was spinning around on her That's fucking crazy. body. She was vomiting everywhere. I, the the one the one good thing about this doctor is I had his home phone number and I called him. Yeah. He said, "I'll meet me at my office right away." I took her there at four in the morning. He gave her a shot of Dilaudid. Dilaudid, yeah. Dilaudid. Pain that, yeah. And I, she went from like being a demon to an angel like that. Like her whole body just. <laughs> oh, that's some strong stuff. So. And then they, and then they, uh, and then they pulled the meniscus out three hours later. Emergency. <laughs> the, the cadaver. Cadaver meniscus. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like that's sort of what happens. Like where we come in, like 
when these natural disasters happen, like the like the earthquake that was in Haiti not that long ago, you know, people got crushed and you know had amputations and spinal cord injuries and all this stuff. And a you know a really great group of surgeons went down down there and operated, and you know saved these people's lives. And then they went home. And then these people said, wait a second, how do I live now? Mm. How do I get around with a prosthetic? How do I uh, prosthesis? How do I live with a spinal cord injury how do i manage my bowel and bladder situation now you know so that's what's that's, a, what kind of bladder bowel, bowel and bladder so when you have a spinal cord injury your bowel and bladder kind of don't don't work the same way anymore oh maybe that's what i got going on uh, no that's I, like similar to ogar yeah. oh right so oh yeah like, i don't have that i mean i don't know what what you know about that but um you know you could, he was in here i definitely he's, learned a lot Yes. So like the He doesn't work from here down. It's like right. all it's all a timing game and Right, exactly. And that's sort of that's our specialty is helping people figure you know, that's part of our specialty is helping people figure out how to do that and time that and what medications to help that process and all that. So um Do you think Kevin Ogar's on steroids? <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. He's so fucking buff. I just saw him the other day. I'm like, sorry, Kevin, if I'm spreading rumors. <laughs> I mean, he's so... I mean, he, but he focuses so much on his upper body now because oh my he can't God. do his upper body. So. Oh, what, oh, what did he say? I didn't ask him that. It's I'm like, just accusing him like, here with him not in the room. He so is... all, his, all his efforts are now upper body focused, so it makes sense that he's like massive. You didn't even think he was that big when I told you that, right? Like you don't think you don't think he's there's any chance, right? No, I I no, I give. You no, think he's just no. a giant dude. I, I I agree with Amy. I think he's concentrating so much on this and this that this is just really developed. Okay, yeah. take it as a compliment, Kevin, if you hear this. No, I think it, he sounds like he's a cool dude from what I've heard. Oh, he's yeah, so he's cool. easy. So awesome. Um, so so um, uh, I, wa I watched a video of you giving a 59-minute uh, talk. And, and you guys at, um, at the Spalding Rehabilitation Center yeah. at Harvard University yeah it's in there it's, it's it's affiliated with but yeah and it's called and it's uh it's on youtube anyone can watch it i highly uh, recommend it it's a great just like i'll make it public it hasn't been public yet but I'll, oh. I'll make it public yeah Oh, okay because i'm publishing a paper based on it hopefully but, oh, that's why it only has 56 views. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah, yeah. 57 now. Yeah. 50, 58. I got 59 in my computer. Oh, damn. <laughs> we can make this thing viral by the end of the day. Hey, when I was watching this, my. Gotta make it public now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when I was watching this, my son kept wanting me to uh, play Drake's new video. Um, and uh, no offense, but I'm just telling you, there was a competition. I get it. He's an, he's an entertaining dude. Oh, that's, that's, do you like Drake? I mean, uh, he's all right sometimes. Uh, what What's that? Um, that new song he has, Tick Tock, Walk Talk, Walk It, Talk It, Talk It, Walk It, Walk It, Talk It. God, my son loves that song. He's only three. He likes to walk around the house and walk it, talk it. I, like got, I know of it. Yeah. I, I think I've gotten to a point in my life where yeah. music is kind of like I like what I like, and yeah. I don't really venture out to listen to new music. Do you don't listen to Drake? I don't really listen to the radio. I don't listen to music that you much. Don't have to no one listens to the radio. Well, where do you hear the songs then? Just on YouTube. Where on you? How you just stumble Top through 10. YouTube? I just yeah. when I'm when I'm in the when I'm working out in my garage, I just go to YouTube and I put music videos. All I do is <laughs> all I do is study podcasts on on YouTube. Nothing yeah. else. What music do you listen to, Amy? Um, I like all kinds of things. Depends what what I'm doing. If I'm in the gym, I like some you know hip hop or whatever. But I like a good kind of acoustic, Jason Mraz or something like that. I don't do you know. go to concerts? I. Do I, I did a lot more when I had more like free time, but yeah. Do you <laughs> play? Do, do you play a musical instrument? I play a few mu musical instruments badly. What do you play? Um, guitar, bass, and drums badly. I'm not. I'm not good at it at all. What do you have at home? 
uh like what, what do you mean like what, what kind? instrument i have, have i it? have a guitar and i have a bass and i have like a little like kind of this like fake drum you know a fake drum set kind of thing yeah. but I, oh I, I, like the electronic, electronic one yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm not good what's it take for you to go over and pick up your instrument like what kind of, like do you have to be drunk do you have to be <laughs> like ha- be emotionally and sometimes if, hurt, I, if, if like... I there's a song i like that i want to learn how to play i'll, I'll like I'll, i could probably play that one and i'll go and figure it out so it's not an emotional state that takes you over there or uh, no, no, no. I mean, I'm a big Beatles fan too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to go do that song. Yeah. Kids, listen. Everyone listening, adults. Like, when you're good at shit, you're good at shit. And if not, start a podcast. <laughs> I cannot. Like, I knew you played an instrument. I would, I would I, guess violin. I'm, I'm a little disappointed it's not violin. You are good at it. You're so good at it. I don't play my guitar in public. It's like private time when I play it. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not. <laughs> I want to go back to the talk you gave. It's it's, yeah, yeah. it's really really comprehensive. Mm-hmm. I was it actually kind of caught me off guard because okay. because you, you even get into the ACSM and the NSCA yeah. and you get into some of the conflicts CrossFit's had. Yep. Um, let's go back. How did you meet? How did you meet Greg? How did you get into CrossFit? What are the so origins of your how, relationship? Well, how I got into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, I so Harvard Med School was is close to formerly known as CrossFit Fenway. And I used to just pass it. I, I had seen the CrossFit games on TV like a long time ago and I was like, oh, it looks like something I'd be good at. So I was always like a like a strong girl and there's really, prior to CrossFit, there's really no place in the world for us, you know? It was sort of, to be a, a girl and to be considered in shape, you're small, you're thin, and that was like the, like the ideal. And that was never gonna be me. Like I, I, I was always like the kind of, like, check that they were like oh like we need to like move this thing you, you want to help us out <laughs> all right you know but um and that was never considered cool you know so i went the first time i went to it's so a, funny looking at you you just, i mean we're so tainted from being across yeah. you're just like like a normal yeah right I mean, girl like, to me. but yeah, like yeah. um but like when i was like do i look like a normal guy to you <laughs> I mean, yeah, normal CrossFit guy. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. perfect yes. answer. Yeah. Perfect normal answer. Normal CrossFit guy. Yes. Um, but you know, when I went to a CrossFit gym, it was like the first time that I was like, oh shit, like this is the the ideal. Like one of the coaches there, um, Erica Snyder. Shout out to her. She, you know, she was like, you know, like a like a buff chick who like just it was like, and that was like the ideal. And I was like, yeah, like I could, I could. I want to do that, and it's not embarrassing, and it's not like bodybuilding. And it's what not, year was this? 2012, 2013, something like that. And so you were six, seven years. You're 25, is that what you said? At the time? Uh, 30, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And and where were you in your education? I was in my. I was do. It was like in between my third and fourth year of med school. I was doing an education degree actually at the time, so I was in like the midst of it. So you. Walk by it every day, and then you just open the door and walk in. Yeah. And you're like, hi. Yeah. I was like, I have some time. And uh... Did you look at videos on YouTube first? No. I, I had seen the, the games, like I said, on TV. So I kind of had like a sense of like, this is kind of what it is. And I was never really good at like managing my own body weight. I felt like that was something that I was like, I should, I should be. <laughs> but I'm not. You know, I'm not like a dancer or something like that. So I was like, all right, let me, let me give this a try. And then, I'll, and then like... It was a social thing, you know, like in med, like I, I, I've lived in Boston for 10 years and it's like hard to make friends as an adult person, you know, so. You're walk- not an extrovert. Um, yeah, I'm pretty quiet in general. So, <laughs> um, you know, to, to walk into a place and everyone's kind of like-minded and like cheering each other on. And when you do team sports, like when that ends at, at age, whatever, you know, 
20, whatever, it's like, it's a huge part of your life for a lot of people. And then all of a sudden it's over. So you're like, well, where do I go for that now? What, who's, what's my team now? Um, and what had you been doing to stay in shape? I, so I had been doing like a lot of hot yoga. I had been doing like, I did a half like running. I tried running a lot. Um, I tried, uh, going to like a regular gym and like going on those machines and it was like, and I hated it. I was, and I was someone who liked to be active and I was so bored and I hated it. So I was like, when I found that CrossFit, I was like, wow, this is fun. I like it. And I'm actually seeing results. So that was another thing too. I was like, I just wasn't really. The results yeah. are crazy, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I was it's nuts. Yeah. You know, I, I play in a basketball league now and I think I'm stronger and faster than I was when I was playing, you know, in high school. When uh, I, I went to Global Gym forever and ever yeah. and ever, and I just remember like there was this lady who was always there, and she had these crazy, crazy hamstrings, and I was like, how the fuck am I going to get those? <laughs> yeah. And then I remember seeing there was um, guys who had like these muscles on the back of their arms and their yeah. triceps, and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get those? I've been going here for fucking like ten yeah. years, and then like doing CrossFit for like two months, I'm like, oh, yeah. there's my hamstrings. Yeah, oh, exactly. There, oh shit, there's yeah. that muscle. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nuts. just like it's crazy so it was uh for me it was certainly life-changing and the people that i met through there some have been my like still some of my best friends so they on-ramped you they didn't they didn't not then they didn't have it then so so how, did, how back then how did you do it you just walk in and they just well they had like the a private like a like a one-on-one -on -one session um, okay so th that's an on-ramp right yeah i mean it was just one time it was like okay. a free trial and i okay. was like uh and you, I, yeah, so I, and I, now I, they have an on ramp. Now they do. Yeah. Flash forward six years. Do yeah. you remember what you did in that one on one? I remember there were wall balls. I remember he was like, "Do you prove, Matt? Do I prove? Yeah, day one wall balls. <laughs> wall balls? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I Go think. on. Why not? I, it's, it's, it's it's too much shit going on. I mean, but you're you're assuming that it's a fourteen pound ball to a nine foot target. No, it was. I don't. I remember we were throwing it to the outside, like the the, the gutter on the outside of the gym at the time. Yeah, it was probably a four pound ball. Um, but I was like, oh no, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. I can, I can, you know. I, I think that happens to most people. I was like, oh, I'm an, I'm an athlete. I can, you know, I, I can, I can do a heavy, uh, heavier ball. No. And sore as shit after the first one. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Now you've been doing CrossFit for six years. Something like that, yeah. You are. Physiatrist. Yes. Good job. I was good. You're learning. Oh, and you're a CrossFitter. Yep. And you've been sort of sucked into this health movement. Mm-hmm. And did you know, did you see CrossFit as a health program before yeah. hearing Greg speak? Was there sort yeah. of center? You did? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was, it was seeing the parallels with physiatry is how, to me, it just all makes sense. It's all the same. What we are... What we talk about is what Greg's talking about, but it, more so in the physical movement aspect and functional movement aspect of it. So we're doctors of function, and it's the sport of it's the sport of function. So like we, uh, to me, the it's more I saw it more from the musculoskeletal edge of it, whereas Greg's more in the like endocrine, you know, uh, di diabetes, the that kind of aspect of it, which obviously also makes sense because you're talking about nutrition and all that. So I think I kind of understood what you said. Cool. Yeah, I <laughs> nice. definitely followed that. Good job, guys. We're <laughs> doing all that. When, when did you meet Greg? How did, how did your paths cross with him? Um, well, I had been emailing people 
here some certainly someone in this office i don't know saying like when i first gave that talk at harvard i was like hey guys like i'm doing this thing and uh i had been sort of just nagging people at the at each you know but i don't know where those emails end up I'm sure in one of these offices. delete yeah exactly so I, I, I was like uh, i was like that's probably what happens no if, we don't do uh, that by the way so um i you know i was no one responded though no so okay. i've been trying to sort of reach out for a while um and didn't really hear much and do you then, remember what email you sent it to did you send it to features i sent one to info press i think i sent Leaf? one to media i think i sent one to journal i don't know okay i don't know but, those are good uh, ones those are good ones um but I. But please, if you're selling some sort of fucking cream and you think we're gonna post an <laughs> article and or some sort of band or some shit like that, and your article at the very end plugs it like that, like don't send that. Save <laughs> it. We're, we're, yeah, we're not doing yeah. that. We don't do third factor. We're nutrition and we're movement and we're community and we're affiliate. <laughs> so we'd love to hear your affiliate stories. Like we'll publish the fuck out of those. Sorry, go oh, on. Because I had one of those too. Anyway, did uh, you send it in? <laughs> no, I, we did. A, we did. I did a fundraiser for Spalding with uh, Scott Rigsby, who's a double amputee CrossFitter, and he came to like our affiliate, and uh, it was you know like a thing. But did we plug it? No. Did you ask us to? I think I sent an email to somebody. God damn it! I had a correspondence with you on Twitter. Oh, okay, sweet. I responded. Did you plug your event or your affiliate? That was like a month ago, maybe. No, this this was like th two, three years ago. Sincerely, I'm sorry. I'm sincerely sorry because that because we really want to do that. That's the kind of stuff we want to be notified okay. here of HQ. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone's something bad happens to one of your community members, and you're throwing a fundraiser for it. Yeah, we'll put it on the affiliate IG. You know, please what I mean? let right. us know. All right. Yeah. No, now. And if it's a good picture, we'll even put it on the dot com IG. All right. Well, next yeah. time, next time I do this, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know again. Yeah. Um, but so I've been emailing, and then I did an I did an L one in. Uh, in New York. Why? I did it because, and this is before all the MDL ones existed, so uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I was like, I wanted, I wanted to better understand the principles because I'd given that talk already, and I felt the like, one I saw yesterday at Harvard. Yeah. At Spalding. Yeah. Okay. So I had given that talk, and I was like, I want to be able to say that I am an L1 when I give this talk again, because I was asked to give it again at uh, MGH Orthopedics Department, so. And I was like, I want. And you be, did give it again. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, and, you know, so I want to be able to say that I'm an L1. I want to better understand sort of the methodology, sort of directly from the horse's mouth. So I I did an L1 in New York, and that's I met um, James Hobart was the awesome was dude. the uh, you know the flow master, and I just said like, hey, I'm a doctor. Like, do you like? Is there any anyone who can kind of help me out? Because I, like like you know, get connected get connected but also because i in my line of work i deal a lot with people who have got a lot of bad things to say about crossfit and it would be helpful if i had like is there any kind of research going on is there anyone who i can speak to who's got the sort of the inside track you know so he he kind of connected me with karen and then that's how i came to and that's how i found myself here through the what process. did you what did you think of the l1 when you took it I liked it. I think what I um, and and I've I've talked about this a little bit with like Brian Mulvaney and all that. But uh, I think you know what I tried to highlight in that talk was that there, like the science backs backs up that training guide. The science that's out there, whether you think it's flawed science or not, it backs up that what's in that training guide. And I think um, it it would be important uh, for the 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 trainers to to know that. Because it's not only it's not, it's not only that you know we think this works we know it works anecdotally but it's actually proven to work 
and it's published scientific data that it works. And I think that that's also really important because we, we we go a lot on like anecdotes and like we can all say that it works because we know that it how we feel about it. We know mm. friends who who's who it's affected. But at the same time, like I mean, as a as a physician, I can't. It's hard for me to recommend something just because I think it, it works really well. I have to have some scientific data that says this is safe. But there's still a big misconception that it's unsafe, and there's still I have to have data that shows that it works. So I I do think it's out there if you if you look for it, and it'd be important for them. You know who knows that it works, right? What insurance companies? Right. Yeah, and I've talked to I've talked to some people about they fucking that know have, that have, if they yeah. could figure out how to corral us, I mean, yeah, like I've, no, like I've no, like no one heard. here, unless you get knocked up, no one here is going to the hospital. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, and, and people, I, people do here use the physio a lot. Yeah, like I see the guy downstairs just yeah. fucking rubbing on people all the time. Yeah. I personally can't stand that shit; it hurts me. Yeah, you're not a fan. Um, <clears throat> do you use that? that I people don't. Rub on you? But um, you guys probably use us. As well. Say that again. You guys could all could use us, I think. Physiatrists. Physiatrists. Yeah. Mm. So we treat uh, over like overused musculoskeletal injuries. That are most of the injuries that happen here, if they happen, are like not like requiring surgery. They're just like, ah, oh, this like my shoulder is like a little funky today, or my back's a little funky today, and that's that's right. the stuff that we take care it's of. It's going for your PR for the fifth time when you should have stopped after the second time. Right. That, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As long as you don't make me cry, I'd go to a physiatrist. No, we don't make people cry, but okay. we make people happy. We can inject stuff and, and make them make them Back better. to the injections. We yeah. can make them feel better. Um, you said you gave the talk again at, what is this place, MG Orthopedics? At, so Mass General Hospital, they're orthopedic. Uh, they have a primary care sports uh, sports medicine rounds, and I was asked to, to give the talk again because that, that talk was seen on like our – called periscope which is like a streaming in thing and we actually broke the record of people tuning in and then someone congratulations saw it. so someone yeah. saw it and then asked oh can you come and talk at our thing so and how did that go because that's a that's gonna yeah. be a tough crowd right oh yeah um i think i went i went well i mean people were like uh, there's just stuff i didn't i had no idea about and i think that's the problem there are a lot of misconceptions a lot of myths that people just really didn't understand like just don't understand and they hear the kind of the hype that's in the media and they were actually really pleased with it do you think all that hype comes from that one false study that the nsca did i think it also comes from people having patients. sorry not false fabricated fabricated fucking malicious <laughs> attack I think Good luck I, getting out of that one, guys. I think what happens though is that like because it's been cited like over two hundred times. I think. Yeah, it's blowing. So that's that's certainly a problem, and I also do think that um, people who come in, to, who find themselves in a sports medicine office or an orthopedic office, are people who have tried to do things they shouldn't be doing. You know, it's like. So I mean, we we get as sports medicine physicians, we get a we you have a biased sample, right? I mean, you're right. seeing the people who right. are injured, right? And the people who are injured are the people who are usually doing stuff that maybe they shouldn't be doing, right? Or, or people or people who are just doing stuff, or people who are doing stuff, right? I mean, like the, the lady sitting on the couch is not gonna, yeah, she's is, she's going to someone else, yeah. And also like I see people people have said to me like, oh yeah, CrossFit that keeps my clinic open, yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's not true, but oh, I mean, gosh. that's because people are actually being active. Yeah, and you know what? That you're right. It's funny you say that. That's like um, saying that uh, uh, CrossFitters drink too much water. Yeah. Well, how do you know? Because I, I put drinking fountains in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, like when we're as as physicians, when we're complaining about problems of fitness rather than problems of like sickness, 
Like that's pretty, that's a, that's a good problem to have. I'd rather treat the, your shoulder impingement or your like back pain than deal with your diabetes and your hypertension and all the other BS that, that most people have. So, right. um, but yeah, so I, I, I've heard a lot of people say that and I think, you know, it's a more active population. So you're more likely to get injured just because you're being active. But I see far more injuries from people running. I see far more injuries from people like who, you know, sneeze the wrong way or put on their <laughs> pants the wrong way or, or like picked up something, picked up their couch and now they can't move. So like to, to say that CrossFit is particularly dangerous is, is you know, kind of nonsense. You're totally, you're, you're, there's, there's no question I've been in the gym. Yeah. In a, in a, in a CrossFit gym and, and I've hurt myself. Yeah. And and to tell the truth, it's all it's it's always the same fucking movement. It's, for me, it's always the deadlift. Yeah. There's no other movement I've ever hurt myself on. Yeah. Um, but um, it wasn't anything that anyone told me to, um, to do. Right. It was stuff that I did. It was my own yeah. programming you, stupidity. And but but more importantly is I used to hurt myself a, because the people who go to CrossFit are also going to be moving, doing other shit. Right. And I've hurt myself doing a lot of other shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of stupid shit. Yeah. Walking upstairs. That's like my kryptonite. <laughs> horrible at it yeah, yeah walking jumping putting yeah, shit well, into a car should, carrying carrying stuff look at marsden on a skateboard <laughs> oh Ooh, okay. Could have been. Could have. He could have needed your services. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you see that? I'm not on call today, no, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's amazing. I I I was thinking, what if what if you told people like who didn't know how to swim that learning how to swim was dangerous because yeah. you could drown? Well, why do you say that? Well, because you don't know how to swim. Right. I mean, there's just some skewed logic there. Yeah. If, you, right? if you don't get in the water, then you can't drown. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I've seen like, uh, you know, a guy kind of came up to me at work and was like, "Oh yeah, oh you're the, the CrossFit. Oh yeah, I tried that once and like couldn't move for like a week and like, it's stupid or whatever." And I was like, you know, some middle-aged guy who's probably really good. Careful, athlete. careful. Well, but I'm careful. saying a middle-aged guy who's probably like a really no good athlete. You know. 20 years ago and like needs to kind of check is like you go at the door but like you know went in and totally d- tried something that didn't yeah you know, he's not capable of yes. and then you should not be doing two pood kettlebell swings yeah like you should be doing one pood like kettlebell swings if you're on your or first even day. if yeah. you're that far removed yeah. you probably can't even squat two parallel right yeah. so if you're pushing that you're really like compromising your body Right, and I think the misconception there's also a misconception amongst people that I work with that like CrossFit trainers in general are like you know, like, oh, you go to a course for one day and like you can just, uh, you know, teach. But it's like the, the trainers that I've had have always been the biggest nerds about movement and like the human body more so than even like I would say like first year residents in in my specialty are sometimes. So like, I, I you know, the knowledge base is actually huge. Anyone who says that too, you should really, I don't know how to. You really don't know what you're saying. Right. You're just you're 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 being so ignorant on so many fronts. You should one, you should take the course. Two, you should think about all the other professions out there and mm-hmm. the fact that people are just thrown into the fire after they take the course. Yeah. You should talk to anyone who's taken the course. Yeah. yeah take an unbiased sample and, and and talk to anyone who's taken the course and, and tell them, ask them what you think. Yeah. But but most importantly, the only way you're going to become a great trainer is just by training people. Yeah. And so people have to start somewhere. Yeah. Um. 
and I've been guilty of this too, unfortunately, and especially when you're younger, it, it, it is, it, it could be hard um, thinking about scaling properly when you're 25 years old and you've already been doing CrossFit for five years. Yeah. You forget that, hey, yeah. people have trouble fucking just squatting their own body weight. Right. And that it's okay to make the first class um, just today yeah. we're going to tie your shoes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Are, are you going to get any more, are you, any more degrees? <laughs> well, I'm starting my sports medicine fellowship in July. <laughs> so, like, I subspecialize of physiatry is sports medicine, and that's what I'm doing primarily next year. Is that free? Um, I'm getting paid, oh, but good. Um, yes. not like what a, a normal like physician gets paid. As a resident, I'm getting paid too, but it's like not full pay. Do you have a book in the works? No, but maybe I should. I don't know. You <laughs> I mean, absolutely should. It okay. seems you, you need a book. Um, All right, I'll work on that. Are you going you now now that you've taken the level 1 are you going to do any coaching? Yeah, so like my goal in this is uh you know, I think the use of CrossFit to treat chronic pain conditions. Like we see a lot of people with low back pain who mostly have low back pain because they don't move or they don't know how to move. Um and my like dream would to be would to be to have an office with a box next to it and be able to like say okay well my prescription for you is be at class tonight and like I'll, I'll, you know me teaching it you know something like that along that that that's what's be like ideal and I, i've i've sort of sort of started doing something similar in in, in boston like i i've i've told patients to like go to over to like one nation across one nation because uh, i know some of the coaches there that's is that maliola's gym yeah it's mm -hmm. uh one of my uh friend Sam Horenstein is a coach out there and uh, I know he's like just really good with with everyone so um and the office is kind of close so I'll say like oh you know like you might want to consider going over there because uh, I think you could use that but I would hope to in the future be able to kind of do to coach but uh, uh, you know I had a bad back before I came to CrossFit my back was really 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 bad and it was yeah. funny because they always tell you you know when you have a bad back don't you know you shouldn't be carrying things yeah and the best thing that ever happened to me in CrossFit was carrying stuff in my frontal plane yeah. It made my core so strong. Yeah. Not like strong like Matt's or Eric's, but like from relative for mine. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But and, and the number of back injuries just went away. Yeah. And I think also the, the, the focus of, and, and this is, I'm, uh, I'm sort of paraphrasing uh, Dr. David Johnson, who's in Australia, who's doing some really great work with movement therapy. Um, is he but, a CrossFitter? Yeah. He has a CrossFit like box in his hospital. Awesome. He's, he's like a, a rock star. Um, but he. Uh, Aussie? Yeah. Okay. But he is, uh, he sort of coined this term of uh, failed rehab syndrome, which is basically people with, who've had back pain who do traditional PT and have all, had all the traditional kind of things. And the real problem is that they're moving poorly. And this. Poor, I thought you were going to say because they're fat. <laughs> they're moving poorly. And as a result, um, you know, and they have poor nutrition. Um, and so they're in this high inflammatory state. They're moving poorly. It's causing further degeneration in their spine. And it's like you can tighten your abs all you want. You can work on their core until they're rock solid. But if they're still moving poorly, it's not going to fix the problem. So he, he has this really cool kind of setup in, in Australia that I would love to kind of expand over here. Have you gone over there and done and worked with him? No, I'd love to do that. Do you know? What? Do you know him or do you watch him from I, afar as a stalker? No, we're uh, we're kind of like virtual pen pals. <laughs> like we, I, I emailed him about what he's. I was like, oh, that's cool, and and then he, we, you know, we kind of email back and forth about our thoughts on uh, modern medicine. So, <laughs> what what? 
going to people being overweight, it seems like that's like the easiest thing to just fucking immediately attack. By easy, I mean to yeah. fix the problem, not easy. And I'm, I'm not saying it's easy to lose weight. Yeah. But it seems like, Jesus, just like change your like like yeah. like you're 50 pounds overweight. Yeah. That means, and, and I don't remember the numbers, but every step you take, that's like twice that much weight is going on your joints, right? And then when yeah. you run, it's like four times that weight. And it's yeah. like... It's yeah. And your it's, skeleton is carrying that, right? I mean, I mean isn't that like the slam dunk? Just lose twenty the, pounds, I lose fifty pounds. That's something that certainly we, you know, would take care of a lot of problems that any doctor sees is if if the person is able to lose like you know fifty pounds off the bat. That being said, I think it's just really hard for people because you know it's like it, it's just really hard for people to make certain kind of lifestyle changes, and some people, I mean, I. Th I you know, but it's in their it's... power. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they can, they can just take. That's like great yeah. news. Yeah. No. And I think that's. You like, don't need Doctor yeah. Amy West. You don't need <laughs> no. Greg Glass. Yeah. You don't need CrossFit. You yeah. can. You well, if you want, you can find the nutritional guidelines on CrossFit yeah. Lose Way, but uh, or you could talk to Doctor Amy West. But like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how do you give dietary advice? So we do when we kind of say, um, you know, in uh, we kind of coin a, like an anti-inflammatory diet which is essentially, you know, don't eat sugar, don't eat lots of refined carbohydrates, et cetera, et cetera. Do people listen? No. Do people want to, and do we have a ton of time to sit down and really like hash it out with them? No. Um, and sometimes it's not even, it's depending on what doctor you see. I think as physiatrists, we're more likely to talk about it and to have a conversation about it, but, uh, um, you know, it's hard to really sit down and, and have long conversations about it just because of time and, and restrictions and things like that. Does that, um, are there rules of what you're allowed to prescribe to your clients and what you're not? As far as like diet? Oh uh, yeah. Just like, like would your, could you get in trouble for that? No, but if someone, you know, it, we're always like legally, you're always like risk legal, uh, ramifications. ramifications if, if something, if you prescribe something and somebody like has, you know, if you tell tell somebody to to do something that's not necessarily scientifically in the literature and something bad happens, a lawyer will find fault with that, <laughs> even it, if it's like it know. wasn't a doctor, but it was someone who I met this weekend. Maybe okay. you met them too. Yeah, I cannot for the life of me remember. I can't remember if it was a man or a woman. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. A person. Yeah, if they were Armenian or Jewish. I mean, I can't remember anything, but yeah. I do remember the story. Yeah. You like so that? I got that in. Squeeze that in there. Squeeze that in. Maybe it was one of your kids. Yeah. Love to my peeps. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had a they had a client, and 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 they were told uh, their their job in, in in the in the sickness, fucking fiasco was to when people had type two diabetes to tell them how to manage the disease. Yeah. And. They, they told the person how to manage the disease. You know, basically, if you eat this donut, take this much insulin. If yeah. you eat this apple. Hmm. Yeah. And then when they were done telling them how to manage the disease, they go, hey, by the way, if you want to take this whole different route that I know, mm -hmm. you can do this. And you can just quit eating sugar. Mm -hmm. You can increase your fat. You can reduce your carbs. And yeah. you can, um, you know, get up and walk around a little bit. And, like, gave them, like, a, a guideline for, like, the cure. Yeah. And their manager... who found out and reported them wrote them up and then brought the person back in and told them to disregard anything that they were told and go back to the man like does that surprise yeah. you this story i'm not surprised by that i think i mean i don't know what who like where that person works and what the rules are exactly but 
I think you're not like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Like, no, mm. no, that's I'm not surprised by that. Have you been reported for any of your um, CrossFit cultish ways? <laughs> not reported, but I mean, like when I showed up at you know at Spalding in the beginning, I would say oh, I'm like I'm into CrossFit, and people would be like that's dangerous and like start you know want to debate me about it and that's why i got into that when i did that talk like i i went through everything and i made sure i had an answer for whatever anyone had to to throw at me and most recently i was on the i've been i was interviewing for sports medicine fellowships all over the country and i went to all these different places and the people interviewing me were like some of the most well-known sports medicine people in the country and a lot of these people have had positions at the ACSM have been presidents of or you know high ranking you know people there and I would get into an interview and the first thing someone said to me and it's someone I respect a lot but the first thing this person said to me was you know that Greg Glassman guy's nuts right you do CrossFit first he first he said you do CrossFit he goes what is that like can you explain it like what and I try to explain he goes oh that sounds hard and then, he, and then he said, you know that Greg Glassman guy's a nut, right? So he did know what it was. He was just kind of like coaxing Well, I don't know if he knew exactly because I wrote like in my personal statement that we have to write for these things about like CrossFit and competing and like whatever. And I like doing that. But um, and he I don't think he understood the kind of like the competition aspect of it or whatever. Um, but he said, you know, the people who run that organization are crazy. And, and he proceeded, you know, proceeded to tell me why he thought that. And I was like, oh. You know. Matt, Matt, let's say you were applying for a job somewhere else. Let's say you didn't work here. Let's say you went over to Facebook and you wanted to run, um, get a social media job yep. over there. Sure. And they said, oh, you do CrossFit? What is that? What would you tell them? Uh, it depends on how many people are in the room. If it was a one-on-one conversation, it might go more in depth. But if it's like a, like a, like a panel of people, I would give like the short. Let's say two people. Side. Let's say it's me and Amy. <laughs> two people, then I would probably dive into like what my day looks like when I go to the gym and the culture and the health benefits of it, and I go through the pyramid. I give it kind of like what you did in your speech. Like yeah. I would give like a short, somewhat lengthy rundown of it. What did you tell the guy when he said, "What is CrossFit"? Well, I mean, were you interviewing for a position? I was interviewing positions, and I think I mean I and this happened in numerous places where someone would have or or they would say this. Oh, I love CrossFitters. They keep my clinic open. Uh huh. God, if I never heard that again, yeah. I would be perfectly fine. It's and this a... happened like over I and love over cross- again. I love CrossFitters. They keep my grocery store open. Cool. It's always yeah. it's typically like the – I love the, CrossFitters. The, They're a great example for other people in the community. It's so, usually yeah. the, the Kairos. They always say this shit. I yeah. hate CrossFitters. They never go to DeVita for dialysis. Fuck <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when they would say that to me, like I'd say, well, like, you know, I'd ask them to explain it. And then and then I would sort of break it down in, into its elements, you know, constantly very functional movement high intensity universally scalable those are all things that are scientifically sound the injury rate in in the literature is 3.1 per thousand training hours which is less than that of running so what i mean so, crazy less than running less than running i mean it's cre- um, it's less than women's softball i bet probably yeah. it's less than um kids pop Warner football for yeah. sure and then also you know the soccer idea- soccer's got to be like have you ever known a woman to play soccer in collegiate soccer who doesn't have the fucking surgery no they all have it I, they all have it yeah and guess what we can if because a lot of them don't know how to jump and land and twist and turn and how, oh, i wonder how you learn how to do that let me tell you the most dangerous <laughs> thing that i've heard of that ever happened in crossfit yeah. gary roberts lost a bunch of weight and women started wanting to have sex with them uh. and that could lead to an std <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> that is some dangerous shit. You should put that on the on the, on the <laughs> a disclaimer, disclaimer right yeah. on the front. Yeah. Yeah. They cause STDs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like people would say this stuff to me, and people still say this stuff to me, and I have to, um, you know, kind of. 
break it down a little bit like I did in the talk, but in a super short thing. And then, you know, one guy's, one of my interview questions, someone said, can you tell me something, like, you know, it's just like one of these general questions, like, tell me something you're passionate about that's not medically related. So I said, let me tell you about CrossFit. And I, and I just like, you know, did what I did, my little thing. And, and at the end he was like, oh, wow, you know what? I think like, that really like, I didn't, I just didn't know. I think there's a lot of people who just don't know and they just hear the, the sort of rhetoric of that it's dangerous and that people who do it are crazy. And, and then once they find out what it is, they're like, oh, actually that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's no one in their right mind who can hear the benefits of someone who CrossFits like you or I, anyone in this yeah. room does that could say, that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, also but, what's what's happening too, and this just happened at one of the the sports medicine um, conferences I was at, is that this person I, I, I won't say their names, but they, they they got up in front of everyone and said like, we have this new program for kids are out of shape, kids are out of shape in this country and they're not athletic and they're specializing too much in one sport and getting injured, um, and we've developed this program that involves and he showed pictures of like going we're going back to original gym classes with like rope climbs and pegboards and <laughs> all these things like look at all these things that people don't do anymore um and we have this new program that involves kids weightlifting and kids like you'd be surprised what you can do with a medicine ball and he's describing this whole <laughs> thing he's describing this whole program they invented which they're calling um integrative neuromuscular training INT sounds catchy. Yeah, and uh, if you kids go, are gonna love love that. this, the kids are gonna be in shape. Kids aren't gonna get injured anymore because they're gonna be well, you know, trained. And uh, at the end, everyone was like, "Oh, this is great." So then afterwards, there was a group of people standing around this guy, and um, and someone said, "Oh, where do I where do I find like where can I send my patients for this? Where do I find intramuscular where I, training? <laughs> where do I find you know, a place to do this?" And the guy said, "Whatever you do, don't send them to a CrossFit." Because they'll run those kids into the ground. And you heard that. He said that in front of me. And I was like, well, actually, as a level one trainer, I said, have you ever been to a CrossFit class before? Because what you're describing is actually a CrossFit. And he said, oh, no, but, you know, we've all heard the stories. And then I said, well, what, you know, and I, I kind of went through, I said, what you're talking about is actually like the same principles. It's the same thing. And you have all these people here who want to find people to, to do this. And he was like, well... And then he went into this whole thing about like how we have to like protect the kids and we have to make sure people are well trained and if you you know you have to do the special INT certification through the NSC I think it was NSCA and mm-hmm. um, you know it, and it was this whole thing and I was like uh, okay like I can't, you know but like the, I was like furious the rest of the day <laughs> we need you know you and I need to work together uh, and put together you showed the Constance video. Mm-hmm. At your talk, yeah, I re-edited that, a lot of those. Sorry, if I... no, and, and that and, and that <laughs> one really that one really kicks fucking people in the teeth. Yeah, uh, we were recently speaking to um, someone, and they're like, "But but is your program scalable?" Yeah, because you know, and we just fucking played that the minute and a half version of that, and that yeah. like floored everyone in the room. Yeah. CrossFit taught her to tie her shoe after she hadn't yeah. been able to tie her shoe in five years. Yeah. We should get together. We should we should put to get you. We should put together a whole series of videos from like this the elite to the yeah. ultimate decrepitude. Yeah. And 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 have it for you because yeah. you're going to be giving a lot of these talks, right? Hopefully, that's the goal. Um, the problem is getting them through the censors. The people who asked me to give the talks are kind of woke to it, but if. I just submitted something about CrossFit to one of our conferences, uh, AAP Minar, and they rejected it based on the idea that it was too similar to other talks that had been given, which is totally not true. So I, either they didn't understand what I was trying to say, or they know exactly what I was trying to say, and they don't want people to hear it. Your you know? your your focus is um, is this word neurology and the musculature. Yeah. Your focus yeah. is 
And yeah. now in these, and the talk is really um, starting to really like focus on um, uh, on the chemistry. Does uh, that make sense of okay. what's going on inside the body? Sure. Is that a word? Did okay. I explain that right? Sure. Basically, let me see. Let me see if I can do it without trying to impress you. Okay. You're focused on like injury, injury, and how muscles work, and how the brain, and yeah. how the the bones work, and, and how to keep the body, and how to, and biomechanics. Yeah. That's where I'm uh-huh. important. How to keep the body healthy. Yeah. And, th- and that regard, and make sure the movement patterns are right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's sort of you're intrigued and you like CrossFit and you find a um, symbiosis with what you're doing in CrossFit yep. there. A lot of the talk that's going on with Greg and these doctors is is really um, exciting. Yeah. Like I like it's the shit I really like, yeah. and it's about the um, it's about the diet, and yeah. it's about it's about um, the mechanisms of burning sugar and reducing right. the amount of sugar and reducing inflammation uh-huh. and doing things that will prevent chronic disease. Yeah. Because things you work with aren't really chronic disease, are they? Sure, they are. Yeah. They're not. Okay. I mean, they can be. Yeah. I mean, like someone who has back pain. That's okay. a chronic disease. That's actually okay. the leading the leading cause of disability in in the world. We spend like ninety some billion dollars on low back pain every year in this country. Yeah, I'm in that's, that bucket. Yeah. So that's a chronic. <laughs> that's the most. That's like a chronic disease that I deal with a lot. Or people who are, you know, a lot of people with either spinal cord injuries or traumatic brain injuries, or like de- developmental delays and things like that. They're usually not very active, and then as a result, have you know all these other complications. So we're we're also responsible for preventing those kind of chronic diseases in those populations. Do you feel any competition with the two subjects, like personally, no. or do you feel like being like hmm, maybe I should jump over to that diet shit? No, because I think that... the diet shit's all part of what I yeah, what I do connected. too. I mean, they're kind of connect. They kind of they kind of again. It's like they, everything kind of merges. We're all talking about the same thing. It's all just a matter of seeing how we can like play off one another. Like, do I wish I my in my clinic I had more time to like sit down and talk to people about their diet and like their diabetes meds and stuff like that? Yeah, but like that's not my focus. Is like you have a shoulder problem. Like I can fix your shoulder problem, but and, and maybe get you to do a pull up in a way that's not going to cause it to to re injure itself, but. Also, you might want to like change your diet too. <laughs> you know, that's like you do throw that in there. It is. I mean, yeah, I, it's all especially with back pain patients. It's a lot of that is like inflammatory. Oh, and you just absolutely. Have to, you have to get up. You have to get moving, and you have to eat better. Like that's all part of it, for sure. What next for you? Are you staying on the East Coast? Uh, yeah. Well, next year I'll be in Portland, Maine, doing a sports medicine fellowship, and um, you don't have kids. I do not know. So you're just free. Free as a bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll see, you know, I have to, then I have to start looking for jobs, like actual jobs. Boo. So. Would you ever consider coming to the West Coast? Sure. If the right thing popped up, absolutely. You yeah. don't feel like attached to the East Coast? I mean, my family's there, but I don't, I don't really, you know, it's like at this point, I'm just like, whatever, like the, wherever the coolest thing is happening is what, what I'm, what I'm into. Sounds like Australia. <laughs> yeah, I mean right. that that's a little far, but I definitely want to check that out. David Johnson. Yeah. What ethnicity are you? I am half Irish and half Puerto Rican. I'm Irish, Irish, Polish, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Totally, the Puerto Rican is just screaming. Yeah, I'm the white. I, I, always say, <laughs> I always say I'm the whitest Puerto Rican in the world. Who's yeah. po- Who's Puerto Rican? My in your, mom. Do you, do you do you go to the Puerto Rican? New York City has like a huge Puerto, Puerto Rican period. Yeah, yeah I you, mean, my parents are very like West Side Story. They like kind of grew up in like. Oh shit! Like, we're so, like the, singing, singing all the time. 
not so much singing, but like you know, like where the where the the white people and the Puerto Rican people clash is where I mm. that's where I come from. I think my hair is like the only thing that I is like my only uh, sign that uh, the Puerto Rican exists in me. But <laughs> and my dance moves, but that's separate. <laughs> do you have dance moves? A little bit. Yeah. What advice do you have for um, for doctors who are embarking on this journey? Doctors who are finding CrossFit and are like, oh shit, like this is. Like as far as they're just getting friction from their peers. Oh, 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 oh. First, and their colleagues, <laughs> and their enemies. Yeah, I would say you have to be familiar with the literature that's out there now, because it's actually in our favor for the most part. To know the politics behind what you know, have an answer ready when people tell you, "Oh yeah, it keeps my clinic open." Blah blah. Okay, really well. Here's the injury rate. Um, or, you know, have a, ha, have, so have some answers ready, but, and also know that you as the physician, like y you have to be the example of what it is, you know, like if, you know, if you're, if you, if you're in shape, if you're someone who, um, enjoys doing it, that'll rub off on people too. So, I mean, sometimes it, it's, you just have to let, kind of let it speak for itself. But I would also say you have to have the knowledge set going in so that you can like debate with people when the time comes, because <laughs> it happens, <laughs> you will. <laughs> so you'll have to do it. When you look into your crystal ball, do you see that, that I, I don't want to say CrossFit's going to win because I think mm -hmm. that there's one huge thing we don't have in our advantage and that's just, um, Laziness, lack of motivation. <laughs> okay. On people's parts. I mean, okay. the day is never going to come where everyone does CrossFit. No, of course not. But oh. but I do think that there is a time where there will there will be the have and the have nots. Yep. There'll be people who've taken control of their own health and their own life. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be the haves, and they're going to be coming to doctors like you to work out the kinks. Yeah. And to get basically you 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 help educate people on their body. Hey, have you mm -hmm. thought about this moving yeah. like this yeah. or doing this right? Yeah. Or and then there's going to be the the, yeah. the people who are caught up in that mess that Greg talks about. Yeah. It's like it's like almost like if you get caught in that hospital system, it's like the, how they used to describe the prison system in the 80s. It's yeah. like this revolving door. It's how to manage your sickness. Right. Where you're, you're, you actually want to cure people. Right. Or give them the tools yeah. to that they can reuse over and over again. Right. Like I have some tools that help me um, fix my back. Yeah. Um, Do you see that happening? That there's going to be this, like, the divide is just. There's just going to be a divide, I think. I mean, I, first of all, there's always like trends in medicine, like this whole I, this guy talking this INT stuff, like. What is that? This integrative neuromuscular yeah. training oh, that we're talking about. Right, right, yeah, right, right. like the idea that they're talking about this stuff and calling it something else and say saying that it will prevent injuries, like, although it's like, yeah, it's kind of a, a ripoff and whatever. It, it's still like people are seeing the light in somewhat. So that's good that there, the trend is like, mm. oh, well, functional movements, what's that? Oh, maybe we should be doing those. So I think that like the trends, if you know, the trends will wax and wane. We, at this conference also, there was someone talking about ketogenic diets, which is like, wow, that's like kind of progressive considering because a lot of times these things aren't. Um, so, you know, like I think the trends in medicine are kind of changing somewhat. But at the end of the day, like I, I, I treat a lot of people who who are have chronic low back pain who will always have chronic low back pain because they almost they they, they want to have chronic low back pain because the, it's just oh it's, god I hope that's not me I hear and, that I, I mean hear there that are people who come in is. there are people oh, fuck you it's like people <laughs> and there are people who will always want to eat their donuts and use their insulin because that's easy that's not me 
or <laughs> you know, know what I mean? That. Or the, you know, it, so I think there's it, there's definitely going to be that divide of of people who can get better and will do anything at any cost to get better versus you know people who are kind of okay being sick. Have you heard about the movie Magic Pill? No. It just came out on Netflix. I you know I think I heard something about it, but no. You should watch it on the way home. Okay. Do you have Netflix? I do. Yeah. It's uh hour and thirty seven minutes. I started watching the first 25 minutes last night, which yeah. for me is huge because I have three babies. Yeah. See, I work them in, Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I think basically where it's going to go is they take a, you know, they take the fat lady, they take the kid with autism, and they yeah. take the um, old person. Yeah. And they put them in 10 weeks of ketosis. Yeah. And they all get cured. Yeah. The guy with autism becomes a professional football player. They got no, but but they have dramatic. I think I think where it's going is they're gonna have these dramatic, yeah, dramatic dramatic changes. I'm gonna get that guy in here, that director Robert Tate. That's uh, oh, Gravitas. Oh sweet. Yeah, Gravitas Ventures. Sir, Gravitas yeah. Ventures isn't the creator. They're sort of the mass mass distributor, right? Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I think an, another place um, where I think CrossFit has a really good. Um, a nice place in, in the medical kind of landscape is, you know, kids, especially with kids with like cerebral palsy and, um, or like, you know, de developmental, like musculoskeletal problems. These kids are always like in PT. It's so medicalized. They're in and out, you know, and also their families, like you run out of physical therapy days anyway. And it's like, here's a place where they can kind of work on the same skill set, but it's more fun. It's more social. You know, people all the time ask us like, what can my my kid do? Like we're running out of PT days. There's you know a I mean? there's a piece in the journal. Haley Parlin made it many years ago, at a school in Palo Alto. A girl was in high school. Mm -hmm. She started the CrossFit program there. Now the reason why they have the CrossFit program at the high school in Palo Alto mm -hmm. is because that's what rich, successful, fucking brilliant people do. They do <laughs> yeah. fucking CrossFit. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you don't know about Palo Alto, look it up. Oh. And uh, that wasn't directed at you. Yeah, yeah, no. And um, there, they had a girl there with cerebral palsy. She'd been in a wheelchair her whole fucking life. Yeah. She started the CrossFit program there. Not only did she get out of her wheelchair yeah. and start walking, but she started walking without her helmet. Wow. Mm. And that's like huge. That's like, no, huge no stuff. No kid wants to be wearing a fucking helmet. Yeah. That, that is well, huge. And it's also, it gives them a the place to feel normal. Yeah. And I think that is that increases the healing process exponentially. Yeah, I mean, it's like kids with Down syndrome too, like are you know inherently genetically low muscle tone, have, prone to diabetes, prone to chronic health conditions. It's like get up, get moving, and this is a per it's a perfect supervised, functional, functionally focused exercise program for these for for those kids. So I think it's it's a great thing. It's like I use a. Um, a couple of videos in my talk about there was one, the one I didn't get to include was one about Down syndrome because I, I lost time, uh, I ran out of time. But like, uh, you know, there's some great videos on on the main site about that that I ripped off and then re-edited. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> no you're you, no, you and either. only you are welcome to do that. <laughs> when oh, I saw yeah, the CrossFit showdown. And for yeah. anyone who wants yeah. to say CrossFit's not the cure, like, oh, that's not CrossFit, that's diet, or that's not CrossFit, that's just squatting, or that's not. Hey, listen. Greg Glassman got all this stuff, mm -hmm. put all this stuff together, wrote extensively on it, defined it, put it into a f methodology, put it into a program. It's constantly evolving It's to become better and better and better. But the foundation and the roots that he's put together, fine. You don't want to give him credit for it. Don't let that be a reason to not be a practitioner. Right. 
yeah. like it'll make your life better. Like I, I, yeah. I don't, I, 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 although I want to fucking smash all those people who say it's dangerous because it's so fucking negligent yeah. to push people away who can help. That, but, yeah. but please at least just like, at least do it and call it something different. Don't, right. don't miss out yeah. on all the health benefits yeah. of what this program is yeah. because you have some, vendetta against the word right and I, I, th that's the thing too that I I think I was successful in at least my department at Spalding when I first got there people were actually telling people don't crossfit it's dangerous and I said that's ridiculous <laughs> so I, I think I moved people from telling they were advising patients not to do it and I actually got a few people to start crossfitting themselves yeah so I was like cool. at least if you don't if you if Maybe it's not for you. It's not your right. thing. Don't discourage people from doing it. You'd rather you'd rather them right. be at home. Hey, how about couch? you change your diet and just start squatting below parallel? Yeah, and we'll call and we'll call it a deal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll get you. To, I mean, that'll get you to yeah. the fucking twenty-five yard line, right? Yeah, we got you squatting below parallel, and we change your your, yeah. your diet. Okay, so now you're at the twenty-five yard line of CrossFit. Yeah. yeah, and then also like you know older people. Maybe fifty yard line. Getting older people at least. up and moving. I mean, you know, and I said there's no there's no difference between a burpee like a burpee is you know getting them off the floor quickly. That's like a life saving maneuver in an older person. I remember. It's the per sorry, Matt. It's a perfect program for for elderly yeah. people because it is just functional movements. There's no fucking way to injure an old person doing CrossFit if you fucking if you got a good coach. Right. It's like sit down on the toilet seat. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. Mm. Pick that thing up off the floor. Pick your keys up off the ground yeah, and put functional. them on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. Like any, and in, you know, a regular hospital, like you, so many of the, the people that are admitted are admitted after, after a fall, a traumatic fall. Hmm. And it's like, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, that kills so many older American, like American people that it's you fall, kills. you get pneumonia and you die. You fall, you break a hip. You fall, you hit your head and get a brain bleed. You fall, you end up in the hospital forever and get all these types of infections, and then you die. Yeah, one and, of those combinations of things. Yeah. And I was watching my father-in-law do the online qualifier. Yeah. And the handstand walks. He wasn't. He could handstand, but he couldn't that's, handstand that's walk. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he spent, I don't know, eighteen minutes just falling and tanking. And after about ten minutes of it, I said out loud, and I was like, I don't know how many fifty-five-year-olds would survive this. Oh, that many I mean, falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, I mean, uh -huh. look at the resilience. Did he qualify? Man. No, he finished like 38th. So he's the fi he, and he's the fittest firefighter in the 55 to 59-year-old awesome. category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firefighters fun. aren't yeah. meant to go upside down. Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's, it's a rule of nature. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's it's one of those things that like it's it's like when you see the light, you're like just trying to get other people to see it can be very frustrating. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I remember seeing it out here. Six years ago, and there were like 12 people in the office, yeah. that wall was still up. Yeah. And Greg was talking. And one thing that stuck with me, he said, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, there will only be CrossFit gyms and CrossFit ripoffs. He's like, yeah. there's just, there's no way about it. That's the yeah. only, the only truth. And yeah. people will see that, and some people will rip it off, and some people will comply. Yep. Makes sense to me. I, I, I you know, it's already starting to happen. <laughs> people, people start ripping off. Who did I hear? Did you go to Verda yesterday? I did. Yeah. Did you hear some of that crazy shit Sammy was saying about some of those numbers? About we. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Which uh, thing? I like how you keep saying that about about what. I just want you to read my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was there. I heard him speak. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I sent the notes. To, did you see me just typing in the notes to um you guys? 
Matt, where you like, yeah, oh, yeah. what is Savon doing? What is that stuff? Yeah, I see. Um, I was actually sitting right next to you. I don't know if you realize that. I was actually sitting right next to you. Ah, that's yes, fine. That's there cool. we Whatever. are. <laughs> I was too busy looking at my phone. Look, I'm wearing the same clothes. Uh, Sammy Inkanon was speaking. He's the founder of Trulia, and yeah. now he's got the company called Verda. Right. We are 3% of the world's population and 40% of the healthcare spend. Yep. USA. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then weren't you saying back, in, back pain is like one of the largest? Le- leading cause of disability like in the world. Yeah. The, the goal of Verda is 100 million people to get diabetes reversal by the year 2025. You know, CrossFit could do that. Yeah. I think, you know. That Cro- CrossFit I, could fucking do that. Uh, yeah. And I think right now the, the CrossFit health, uh, what you were saying before, sort of like the tension between like the, the, the nutritional aspect of it and like the biomechanic aspect of it. And I think part of the, the, the problem is that there is still a, a very large public perception that it is dangerous and that it's uh, will cause you to get hurt. So until I think we have to, you know, that's the part I'm working on so that then they can see like, hey, th- here's the answer to all the other problems that we have. It's It'll like, cure you of diabetes, but someone's telling you it's going to hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't learn how to swim. You could drown. Right, right. Uh, $300 billion a year spent on diabetes by taxpayers in the United States. Yeah. 700 people a day dying. Yep. Listen, people, even if you did get injured doing CrossFit, you can still keep doing it and yeah. cure yourself of your diabetes and not be one of those 700. Well, like, yeah, like I said, it was like, you know, I'd rather be a, a fit person with an injury than a sick person with a bunch of other problems. Right. And no, and, 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 and of no other injuries. Like, it's like, right. <laughs> why don't we see, why, why don't we see um, knee injuries in CrossFit? How come, how come knee there's, injuries? yeah, like I never, like, like no, like some people, some people in the office be like, oh, my shoulder hurts Shoulders, or my yeah. back hurts. Yeah. I never hear anyone say my knee hurts. Well, in, so in the literature, the, the knee is like the third most injured part of the body in CrossFit is like per Do you know anyone who's hurt their knee in CrossFit? You can but be yeah. honest. You so can be honest. I don't, uh, yeah, I've, I've hurt my knee. Oh. I think it was. Doing what? What did you oh. do? Um, I think I was doing, I mean, I think it was injured prior, yeah. but I was doing really heavy yoke carries, uh-huh. yeah. and it like pushed down on my meniscus, I think, and the next day I was playing volleyball, and I hyperextended my, my leg. Woo! So, so yeah, I, I was playing volleyball. One, I know one. But yeah, I yeah, think, but he's but playing volleyball. A, <laughs> but I think a lot of people come into CrossFit with, or like athletic people who have had knee injuries prior. Yeah, so I think okay. Okay. Right. basketball prior. Yeah, so like I think that's sort of also not like a big cause of injuring CrossFit is prior injury. <laughs> of get, the same gets, heart. Gets, exa- gets irritated, right. exacerbated. And, right. Okay. So, um, but I think... So obviously, shoulders are the number. I think are the number one. Obviously, just because of all the overhead, overhead work, anything hanging from a bar. If you're not sort of fully retracting your scapula, correctly, shitty shoulder mobility with people coming into it too, right? Right. Um, you end up sort of in. You're hunched forward. You're impinging this joint here, and you get a lot of issues from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and weightlifting, uh, same thing. Uh, you cause a lot of back injuries from the heavy loads. So and CrossFit, there's not a, a ton of like twisting on the knee so much or a lot of like high impact I mean, there's jumping but like as far as like it, injuries it's mostly focused i've heard of more achilles heel injuries than i have even knee injuries yeah achilles yeah. and actually something that i've noticed a lot of is medial elbow injuries uh, i think sam briggs just actually had uh, surgery on her elbows it's and it's i think it's a lot of times caused by this like hyper extension moment that we do a lot either with oh. overhead stuff or like overhead pressing or handstands and if you hyper extend that that joint puts a lot of stress through the medial elbow. So I've noticed people have been uh, coming down with some medial elbow issues. I do. 
I used to arm wrestle a lot. And so, okay. some, and so something hurts here a little yep, bit. And that's the, it's so like, an, it, like as an attachment point, but yeah. I do a shitload of pegboard now. And, 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 and yeah. Dave's like, that doesn't irritate you. And I'm like, no, not at no, all. I think as long as you're not hyperextending. Yeah. It should be fine because that's it really that's just actually hurts the same, to the touch. There's the same. There's a ligament there. It's the same. It's the same ligament that pitchers get repaired in Tommy John surgery. Oh yeah. That goes because there's a lot of stress through that when they pitch. A lot of stress comes through that area, and I think it's prone to hyperextension injury. Something I've noticed is not. Do just, you have any injuries? Uh, nothing like crazy. I I had a little weightlifting mishap a couple of years ago, so I like dropped the bar on yourself. No, the bar went up and then my shoulder went back. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I, I actually, you know, I did like PT for like a couple of weeks and I just continued crossfitting. I just altered a few things and it's it's fine now. So. I mean, it's kind of the way I approach any injury I yeah. get. It's like, okay, this hurts. Okay, follow the pain. Follow where does it end? Yeah. Okay, what did I do? I mean, it's kind of assess. Yeah, that's how I go through most of my injuries. Yeah, I mean, and where we as physiatrists step in is if, if that stuff's not working, then we could we can figure out a new new plan for you. After doing CrossFit for a few years, I worked my uh, shoulder press up, I want to say like to 135 Woo. or 140. I can't remember. Yeah. And then one day I hurt my shoulder. Yeah. And what's weird about, I mean, it sounds like you knew you hurt it. I didn't know I hurt it. Yeah. Like I woke up in the morning, I'm like, ooh, my shoulder doesn't feel good. Yeah. And then when I would... Um, when I'd work out, it, it would it would it would be fine while I'm working out, but it's always afterwards, like when I'm sleeping, it would hurt. Yeah. So I fucking took a year off going overhead, and when I mean I took a year off going overhead, I mean I took a year off going like overhead over 95 pounds. Right. Just like really reduce the weight. Yeah. And then, after a year, like when I sleep at night, everything was better. Yeah. And I just, but I kept doing CrossFit like a fucking maniac, and um, I went to do my shoulder press, and it was the same. Yeah. I didn't lose any fucking strength. Because I just kept doing CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, that's when it, I hurt my was, shoulder. It was kind of cool. I was like, oh, shit. I just took a year off. It healed. And, uh, yeah. So when I hurt my shoulder, instead of doing pull-ups this way, I just reversed the grip on it. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think, like, if you went to certain physicians, they'd say, you got to stop CrossFitting. And, like, because they don't understand how scalable it is and that you can just kind of work around it. Or people try to – and sometimes I think you do need a, phys a physician's guidance in the sense of – okay, these are the things you definitely can't do or shouldn't do. You, sometimes when people try to scale themselves around stuff, they end up causing more problems. So, it's also yeah. there's this really dumb fucking demographic of people, 19 to 25-year-old males. Yeah. They fuck it up for everyone. I'd say right. 30, 35. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how, yeah. how old are you? Uh, I'll, I'll take that range. Okay, good. <laughs> You're 17? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so what happens is, is like, you know. Yeah. And, and you keep doing it. You're like, yeah. ah, it's okay. Yeah, and that's the thing too that it's this okay. guy, this guy at the at the conference when he was telling people not to do CrossFit, he's like, you know that CrossFit mentality. They just like run kids into the ground, and and it was like this idea of this CrossFit mentality of just like people are, are just like stubborn and will just like force themselves to do things that aren't safe. And I think it's really that subset of people that we're talking about when, you know, but that, unfortunately, that is like the public perception. That's what gets projected. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. My quality kid. of life at 46 years old, for anyone who's listening who's not a CrossFitter, mm -hmm. and I know that's everyone, but especially anyone who made it this far in the podcast, is way better <laughs> than yours. At 46, I can yeah. do crazy shit with my kids. Yeah. Quality of life. I can do it. trampoline. I can stay up all night. I can roll yeah. around on the ground. I can carry all three of my kids. I can do pull-ups. I can chase them through the park. I can go up the yeah. long slide. I could do it all. Yeah. And so 
I just want to kind of like end on this note of injury talk. Like, don't think for a fucking second that I wouldn't trade any of these for yeah. like the shit I can do. So I play in a basketball league now, and I play with mostly girls who are like fresh out of college. I thought you say you mostly play with uh, guys in college. <laughs> well, I'm 33, and <laughs> that well, would have been a great intro. I, 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 Go on, sorry, man. I don't mean to ruin your story. I play. I, play, I dunked on this brother the other day. <laughs> oh man, that's the goal, right? Uh, my, I, but I play. I, my, the teams are mostly girls who are like f- fresh out of college, and like I can tell you right now, I'm stronger than most of them, almost all of them. Do you I push them down? Fa- yeah, they're taller than me too. And you do this to them. <laughs> stiff arm no but i'm telling you like i could out rebound a lot of them just because i i can i'm stronger than most of them and i'm and i can outrun a lot of them like most of them you know probably 15 years ago i couldn't have are you a katie modder fan uh, i don't she won the games in 2008 oh okay you oh, gotta really? look her up she's fucking amazing okay she's rich as fuck too sweet she owns, <laughs> her and her husband own rogue fitness Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. But man, she she is so ba- so she won the 2008 CrossFit Games and afterwards I'm like, how'd you do it? And she said, you know, I played basketball at Ohio State. Ohio State? The Ohio State University. And she was she was a superstar there. I mean, yeah. she could do crazy stuff with the ball. I bet, yeah. And probably stuff you can do too. And um <laughs> like if she can see the basket, the fucking ball is going in. And she she all the workouts that year were under 4 minutes. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey man, I never am on the court." for more than four I'm like yeah. I'm on the court for four minutes working my ass off and then there's a break Yeah, some whistle will blow I don't know the rules of basketball but there's always a break she said after four minutes yeah well all the I mean that thing is like people talk about high, like is that, oh, there she is. There she is. High intensity movement. Like, in the middle in the rogue shirt. Yeah. Go, yeah, go figure. Pretty much every <laughs> every sport, like every sport that exists that's not like long distance swimming or running is like sh- short. It, it's wads. You know, it's like you're chasing something down and then you slow down a bit. You're, you know, you're running after the ball and then you stop. It's 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 all like we're, people are, who are playing other sports are doing just wads anyway right so, right right but i was just say, kind of repetitive not yeah. not not a, a wide range right but it's just like some soccer players like when miko salo came from yeah. his soccer he just converted that metabolic capacity to strength yeah. like in yeah. no time yeah it's like was, in, i've been watching a lot of hockey lately yeah. and they show like their how much time the player spends on the ice after yeah. the game and it's a third of the game yeah it's just Line explosive changes. shit yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah but like and the one thing I you will You even say, know hockey? You said line changes? Do you even know that yeah, sport? Yeah, I mean, I used to be a goalie. back east. I used to be, I also used to be, a, yeah, first of all, I'm in Boston now, which <laughs> hockey is like everything. But also I used to be, I used to be a, a goalie. Um, Do you know Brooks Like? I know of. of uh, You've heard the name? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, uh, the Capitals. That's our, fa- that's our favorite player. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> of the podcast. Um, I, um. I, the one thing I will say though that CrossFit has negatively affected is is my basketball shot because I used to be an outside shooter like that was my thing like three point shots and like because I'm so much stronger now than I was like the ball just goes like flying like I I'm like banging the ball off the <laughs> off the backboard like it so over hard the backboard. yeah like I, that's the one so thing start, I was start like, so start them early yeah so I was like I have to like re- re- you know retool the, the finesse on my shot because I'm so used to like throwing wall balls around but I bet you're still really good with like that core to extremity and like your wrist is like really yeah in like the the form is still there it's just that the ball goes a lot further than it used to you're just you're, you're strong so, 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 so that's the one thing I'll say it negatively is impacted do women dunk are there women who dunk? I mean, nowadays now, they, are. Yeah. they do. Like not yeah. like in a recreational game. You're not gonna find. No, it, but, but like, like like at the pro level. Yeah, I think like see. college yeah. too. Yeah. There's like mm-hmm. a there's some high school girl I saw that like just got recruited by UConn who's like was dunking on somebody. She's like six foot eight or something. I mean, they're like big big girls, but yeah. Can you touch the rim? 
touch the rim? Yeah. No, I wish. Could you ever touch the rim? <laughs> no. no. I mean, I've, I'll work on it. I'm sure if I put a box under there and like jump to the box, maybe I could, I could like. Yeah. Oh, wow. It. Wow. But I'd have to like have something to jump to, I think. How tall are you? Well, how tall are you? Five, 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 six. Yeah, me too. Okay. Can you touch the rim? <laughs> no, I can't touch the fucking net. <laughs> Uh, I invited some guy. There's a, a uh, I guess Drake, Drake beer, Drake brewing, Drake, Drake. Is that a beer? Drake brewing. Rapper. Oh, Drake. Oh yeah. I think they're in. Yeah, Drake. They're in yeah. San Leandro, and I, I was DMing with the guy back and forth the other day, and he said, I said, hey, you should come down and work out with us, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, you know, I have to scale. I said, dude. I'm the fucking king of scaling. Welcome to my wheelhouse. The king, the yeah, king, yeah. The king of scaling. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, will you be at the next CF? MD L1 MD aromas L1 MD. Okay. I plan on coming out at, at some point. I just, it depends on my schedule and like what I can swing and days and all that. But Amy West, uh, Columbia, NYU, and Harvard and CrossFitter. Oh, final question. I've got two quick questions. Yeah, sure. Okay, here's my final question. Yes. <laughs> when you identify Amy West, yeah. When you're not completely in touch with your soul and seeing yourself as a humble monk that is nothing in the world except a breath of fresh air, okay. when you're not that, <laughs> yeah, do you identify? How, how do you identify yourself? Are you Puerto Rican, Irish, Harvard grad, CrossFitter? Like, like, <laughs> like is CrossFitting like mingling in your soul? Like, to, like just it pro- is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you were to ask people, like, do those other things? I mean, do you identify yeah. as being Puerto Rican, Irish? Yeah, I think I I think I've always identified I've always identified as being someone who's like uh, doesn't fit perfectly in anything, um, sort of a, a contradiction of things all the time, and <laughs> I think that's uh, kind of um, you know so- something that you maybe don't expect. Uh, I I know you don't now. drink your own urine, do you? I do not do okay, that. That's not something I do. Because we had someone in here who was a major contradiction. Yeah. A walking paradox, Ronnie Teasdale, and he drank his own urine. So. No, that's drinks. not. That's drinks. not what Sorry, I do. Drinks. Okay. Um, but I think uh, certainly in the medical world, like I want to be that identified as that cro- that CrossFit doc in the in the medical world and that's what i'm working on doing certainly like the the ambassador the ambassador for like and i I put this on my like instagram but i spend a lot of time explaining crossfit to physiatrists and then the other half of the time i explain physiatry to crossfitters like that's sort of and I'm, i'm happy to do that that's like my that's my thing so with that being said i've got a bone to pick uh eric could you bring up the physiatry wikipedia page uh oh (laughs) okay Amy, he's going to ask you the hard question now. It's all good. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not convinced it exists. It doesn't have Wikipedia page. <laughs> there, that's the full name of it, though. Hey, I'll fix it right now. So that's, that's the full name of it, and that's the, uh, there, see? And there you go. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Physical medicine and rehabilitation is a branch of medicine that aims to enhance and restore functional ability and quality of life to those with physical impairments or disabilities. It is fucking CrossFit. It, yeah. Thank you. How, how long are we? Thank in, you. How long are we in the I'm show? Glad, I'm glad that we finally <laughs> got there. I'm an hour and forty, and you finally got me convinced. There yeah. we go. I'm glad. I'm so like when you read that as someone who CrossFits, you're like, how could I? These things are the same. They're the same 
Look at thing. These physiatrists yeah. don't even know that they're crossfitting practitioners. Exactly. Holy shit. Like wow. we don't know like your your job is you specialize in restoring optimal function to people with injuries to muscles, bones, ligaments, and nervous system. Yeah. That's what you said that's, in the beginning. Yeah. Wow. And that's what that's what CrossFit <laughs> is. That's what the whole goal of CrossFit is. Wow. So it's like if we could just like get get together here we're the same thing and it's certainly and then as a subset and then these are all like subspecialties of our field and i'm a sports medicine physician i'm a physiatrist who's a sports medicine Uh. physician so i work so another way that we can be really helpful to crossfitters is we can treat your injuries that you have that are mostly and don't require surgery because your specialty is in functional movements right as a doctor yeah so and that's what physiatry is yeah just look at me, fucking smarty pants. Look at you, man. You, you got it. <laughs> just a friendly suggestion for the small brain people like us. Yes. Maybe uh, put some words on that physi- physiatry page. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll... Uh, Update I'll, the uh, wiki. Yeah, or make it clear that... Also, if you hear something, PM&R is, is sort of the short the shorthand for it. That's, I think, a problem with the field, too, is that we have a lot of names, so people don't realize it's all the same thing. But uh. um, it's PM and R. Okay, what's your oh. next question, Matt? I was, I, what's the tattoo on your inside of your arm? Oh, this? Is it a tattoo? I don't yeah, know. so this super is cool. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's a, I thought that was from her scratching her arm and her skin was dry <laughs> when I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I, I've, no, I've, so this is, a, uh, this is a white ink tattoo. Is uh, it permanent? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting one of those. And I have another one here too, actually. It's a white ink tattoo. That's a tattoo for pussies. It's well, for, or, for, or for physicians who can't be like all tatted up and work. Oh, fair. Um, but actually, the reason I got this specific one, which is it's an eagle wing. So if you look through my Instagram, like four years ago, I won a CrossFit competition. And they gave me this. I think we had that trophy. up in the beginning. Oh, yeah, you were holding yes. it overhead, right? They gave yes. me this trophy. That was this like obnoxiously big eagle. Who did, <laughs> yeah. who did you? Oh yeah. They hey, that's the same this. one they give away at arm wrestling tournaments. Yeah. And then <laughs> after that, everyone on my, on like everyone I knew started calling me the eagle at the gym. They're like eagle. So then I was like, I'll be kind of badass if I got. So. Wow. So that's that's who did, actually who did that? Someone named Friday Jones. Because actually, if you go to a, if you go to a tattoo parlor and say you want a white egg tattoo, they'll be like. F you, that's stupid. They won't do it. But like, you need someone because they have to use special, like a special gun, because otherwise the, the the inks can mix and you can get like a tainted, like it'll be kind of funky colored. So if you want, also if you want any like tips on whiting tattoos, I can. That's I can the use. coolest tattoo I've ever seen. And then I have I have a few more that are kind of that are not whiting. Yeah, no. Oh. This one, which is the it's the uh, NYC. New York Skyline. Yeah. yeah. Pre that was the World Trade Center. Yep. The old one or the new one. This is the old one. The old one. Yeah. And then I have a nerd stamp down here, which is an organic chemistry. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't approve of those shoes, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't show those, but. Uh, um, but yeah. So that's secret. This. Those. Are... <laughs> okay. Final question. Why are you wearing those Nikes instead of these Reeboks? Are you do you prefer the Nike fit? Not necessarily. No. Okay. I just. Uh... What yeah. size shoe are you? I'm an eight and a half. Okay. Can we get a pair of shoes? What size shoe are you still on? Are you eight and a half in women or men? Women's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, if only I had some shoes, you know, then I would wear them. Okay, we're getting them for you. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, 
yeah, no, I was, oh. was going to plug something else, but I won't. Yeah, plug it, plug it, um, yeah, plug it. Something that I, that's something that I think is really cool that I, uh, for especially for the the ladies out there, uh, barbell apparel jeans. Have you ever? No. Barbell. They accommodate larger quads. Yeah, and... small waist, large large quads and and, and Big butt. butts. Yeah, so they're. Rich Froning got jeans like that too, right? Like he he's got yeah, a sponsor that's rebel. like big ass, There's big quad. Yeah, so they're really cool. So maybe they'll send me yeah, some free the, ones. They've got stretch to them. Yeah, I think too. maybe if they, uh, hey guys, maybe they can send me some free ones because I'm, I need oh, some yeah. more. Oh <laughs> yeah. <you go. laughs> but I, they're, they're your fans. Good. You're wearing those now. Yeah. So they're cool shirt, cool pants. We're gonna get you a pair of shoes. Sweet. Yeah. All right, hey, Eric, land the plane. <laughs>